Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey, everybody. Good Friday morning. My name is Nick. I didn't even get that plugged in yet. My gosh, we got total chaos going on here this morning. It's what happens when you're gone a week. We are broadcasting live scramblers. Uh, Friday Road Show is sponsored by Affordable Towing. The doors are open. Come get yourself some breakfast or a hamburger or whatever you want. Now, I also want you to come by our happy hour uh, tonight. This is 4 to 6. I say tonight, actually, this afternoon. Uh, Retro Metro, just down the road, in fact, on Republican Cox. And uh, and we're going to be there 4 to 6. You can come by whether you want to just get loaded or if you're doing uh, jan- dry January. Um or you want something to eat, or you don't want anything at all other than just to hang out and have a good time. Be uh, first of the year get-together, and it's just a bunch of folks getting together and having a good time, talking, hanging out. And it's largely a selfish endeavor. Uh, that way I get an opportunity to talk with a lot of you guys. I, I feel the disadvantage of so many of you knowing me by listening to me, but I don't really get a chance to get to know you and meet you guys that often, and so it's a chance for me to do that, and I, I really appreciate it. That'll be 4 to 6. You don't have to get there at 4. I mean, you know, if it's just 5.45 before you can get there because of your work schedule, that is absolutely perfectly fine. Uh, still invite you to come out. Plus, Retro Metro is a fantastic place. That is our Lunch Bunch location as well. One of the things that I, now I didn't hear Fox News at the top of this hour, but I did hear it at the top of the previous hour. And though I'm not surprised, there was the once again inaccurate reporting that on January 6th there were seven people killed in the riots. We oftentimes hear that there were six police officers who died due to the Capitol uh, riots. Not true. I mean, it's just not true. There was, and, and there's actually a piece regarding this, not um, written over the last couple of days, but it was from almost a year ago, I believe, covering this very issue. Why, and the Fox News component of it, I, I, I don't know. I understand why the other media outlets do it, because they, they want to make, they're never happy enough with an event that is something that makes their opposition look bad. There's this instinct that the American people aren't going to really understand how bad it was, so they have to make it sound worse. So there is the the event on January 6th, two years ago, and you know it, it's something that the vast majority of, of even Trump supporters were like, this is not a positive thing. Those who were doing illegal acts, um, you know, vandalism and violence and so forth. And, and I think that's partially why the media felt that Americans weren't going to turn against Trump supporters because Trump supporters were the first ones out there saying, this is not... Right. These people are wrong. They should be held accountable. And that's why they have to step it up. They have to step it up and they have to start claiming that all these police officers were murdered by Trump supporters. Uh, in one instance, they just flat out lied, claiming that a police officer was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher, which, of course, they would quietly admit later had no truth to it whatsoever. But they put it out there. 
they screamed the headlines, and then they quietly, oh, well, that turned out not to be true. Let's move on. There was one person, and most of you know this, only one person that was directly killed on that day due to violence, and that was a veteran by the name of Ashley Babbitt who was totally and completely unarmed. And it's interesting because we live in a country where seemingly people get very upset when police officers shoot an unarmed individual unless it happened to be a veteran inside the U.S. Capitol. That is totally legit. Now, she was a Trump supporter, so I suppose that might explain it. But the, the, the propaganda, the lies... And it is somewhat rhetorical when I I note, why is it so hard? Just report the truth. Just report the truth. But I know why they don't. Jason Ryman now with the latest news update. A man from Branson is dead after a crash in Christian County. The Highway Patrol says 59-year-old Brian Baker was driving a vehicle that ran off Highway 14 and hit a tree east of Bruner. The Highway Patrol investigating an officer-involved shooting in Lorry along the Morgan and Camden County line. That happened last night around 7.30 near Highway O and Park Place. The officer is okay, but authorities have not released any information about the suspect. The former Christian County prosecutor says a deadly officer-involved shooting last September in Ozark was justified. Matt Moyer has more. 37-year-old Timothy Schaefer and 23-year-old Donna Bailey were shot to death after a chase that ended in a crash. Ozark police tried to stop Schaefer for drunk driving at Highway 65 and Highway 14, but he took off. He later tried to hit a sheriff's deputy. The pair were killed when Schaefer showed a gun outside the driver's window and authorities opened fire. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk, 104.1. The first alert for... First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Uh, cloudy day high of 52. 50% chance of rain tonight down to 42. Clouds, slight chance of rain, 45 tomorrow. And Sunday, partly sunny with a high of 44. Uh, all right, so we're, we're going to jump to traffic here in a moment. But one of the pieces that I wanted to share with you is this piece regarding, and it was a National Review piece, um, no cops died in the line of duty on January 6th. And what, here's the thing. When you press, when you really force people who make these claims to answer for it, they're like, well, you know, uh, officer so-and-so, uh, he died of a, of a stroke uh, a couple days later the next day, and, and that could have been related. But they don't offer any proof or evidence that it was. None. There's a lot, every single instance in which they claim a police officer died on January 6th or due to the Capitol riots, that's the verbiage that they use. It's always based off of, well, they, you know, he could have killed himself because of that. He could have been so traumatized because that happened. Is there any evidence of it? Well, there's no evidence of it, but he could have. The evidence is the fact that it happened. That's not really how this works, is it? At least it should not if you're interested in the truth. So we'll talk about the actual truth, which I know many of you know, but oftentimes it helps to... 
have some of the details because so many of your friends, even intelligent people, people that aren't biased one way or another, people that, you know, don't hate Trump or anything, they will believe this because they hear it over and over and over again. And even if they hear Fox News say, oh, the riots in which seven people lost their lives, they'll, you know, they think, well, Fox News isn't going to make that up. And so you simply saying that's not true. Only one person was killed that day, and it was a veteran by the name of Ashley Babbitt, um, to have some further details instead of, well, you know, because they're going to say, well, what do you mean? How, how do you know that? Uh, that's why it's helpful to have some extra details, and that's what I want to share with you coming up here in a moment. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I was Hey, one custom car care, all of your car care needs, if they're big, they're small, anything at all. See how I rhyme that there? That's how you know it's it's totally legit. Three area locations, um, and the routine maintenance thing I know I, I focus on a lot, and it's actually a great sort of gift, uh, if you will, or better yet, as many of you will get, tax refunds. I know it's so fun to go out and... Maybe just blow it on one of those new fireball kegs or a plasma TV. The fact of the matter is your vehicle is going to cost you when it comes to maintenance. And I find overall getting it done ahead of time saves you money. May not be as fun. Nobody's like, I'm really, really excited for this day because I'm getting some routine maintenance done. But it actually saves you in the long run. And so if you are going to get that... um, that refund and i suggest maybe it's a good time to have uh, that vehicle taken in and you know to say listen i've never uh, done the manufactured suggested 77,000 mile whatever uh, they'll have all that information they can take care of it for you a1 custom car care all of their contact info under nick's endorsements ksgf.com so andrew mccarthy back in march wrote a piece factual piece no cops died in the line of duty during the capitol riot now today is the second anniversary of january 6th and you are going to hear constant you're going to hear variation of numbers everything from five to almost ten fox news this morning said seven died Sometimes they don't say cops, but it's inferred, or they hope it's inferred by the by the viewer or the listener that it's, there are police officers. Ocasio-Cortez once claimed almost 10 were killed. But before I even read this article, if you have friends or family members that make the claim that police officers were murdered that day, there's a simple question to ask. Why hasn't anyone been arrested for murder then? Of all the people that are there, all the people that have been arrested, you mean to tell me of the uh, five or six police officers they claim were murdered in the Capitol riots, they haven't managed to get a single arrest? Oh, they have people arrested for taking beer out of Nancy Pelosi's refrigerator. They've got people arrested for breaking windows. They have crap tons of people arrested simply for uh, trespassing or parading without a permit. All of these, yet there's, in, in fact, you know there's not even an arrest warrant? There isn't even a be on the lookout for anyone. Isn't that kind of weird? 
that for five or six murders of police officers, they don't seem to have any interest in finding any of the killers? Huh. To McCarthy's piece. We can acknowledge the traumatic events of that day and the role they might have played in some officers' later deaths without bending the truth. There are few jobs as stressful or emotionally wretching as being a police officer. As I've sadly had occasion to observe before, this is why the police suicide rate is markedly higher than the suicide rate in other professions. It would also be hard to imagine a more draining experience physically and emotionally for a police officer than that of being overmatched while under siege by hundreds of rioters as they storm a building that you're duty-bound to protect, putting your life on the line to save the lives of others. Incidentally, it should note that subsequent to this article that was written back in March, we have learned that the Capitol Police were purposefully underfunded, underprotected when it came to training and when it came to protection purposefully or deliberately for whatever reason one can speculate by nancy pelosi's office on january 6th this is according to their own communications mccarthy continued when a cop commits suicide soon after such an event it's reasonable to suppose that the stress of the job may have been a contributing factor Yet committing suicide after the traumatic event is not the same thing as being killed in the line of duty during that traumatic event. Naturally, if there is any question requiring this distinction to be drawn, the loved ones and admirers of a police officer who has committed suicide will be powerfully motivated to resist the distinction. But the distinction is real. We must address this discomforting topic for two reasons. First, President Biden, his administration, congressional Democrats, their media allies, the chairman of the House committee investigating January 6th Capitol riot, and a police officer called to testify about his harrowing experience defending the Capitol, have made inflated claims about people, and in particular police officers, losing their lives in the mayhem that day. The Capitol riot will go down as a disgraceful event in American history, but that fact should not grant a political license to exaggerate it into something even worse than it was. The number of police officers killed in the line of duty on January 6th is zero. Only one person is known to have been killed during the riot. Ashley Babbitt, a rioter who was shot dead by Capitol Police officer, or by a Capitol Police officer. She was also unarmed. Three other rioters died during the riot, but they were not killed, while initial reports indicated that Roseanne Boylan was trampled to death in a crush of fellow rioters who were trying to push through a police barricade. The medical examiner found that she died of accidental acute ephetamine intoxication, though I'll footnote this saying her family disputes that. Rioters Kevin Greeson and Benjamin Phillips both appeared to have died of cardiovascular disease, which many have been... Uh, which may have been exacerbated by the excitement and the violence. Five police officers who defended the Capitol during the riot died in the days, weeks, and months after, even months after it ended. Brian Sicknick, whose death we have covered extensively at National Review, perished the day after the riot from natural causes. He had two strokes, according to the medical examiner. Like scores of other police officers on duty January 6th, he is known to have been subjected by the rioters to assault, including toxic aerosol spraying, but he appeared to be in good condition back at his headquarters afterwards. Though prosecutors have charged two rioters with assaulting him, the charges do not even mention his death. 
much less allege that the defendants caused it. While it was initially claimed in media reports and in the House Democrats' impeachment pleadings that Sicknick was killed by blunt force trauma, that was a false allegation. It is far from inconceivable, of course, that the riot could have contributed in some way to bringing on his strokes, but that has never been established. Four other police officers who defended the Capitol during the riot have committed suicide. Capitol Police Officer Howard uh, Liebengood reportedly took his life on January 10th, days after the riot. D.C. Metro Police Officer Jeffrey Smith, who who we will be discussing further, committed suicide five days later. Two other officers, D.C. Metro Police Department, Kyle de Freytag and Gunther Hashida, committed suicide months later, all the way into July of 2021. These losses of life are tragic. The physical and mental toll of the Capitol riot may have factored into the anxiety and depression that induced the suicides, especially in the cases of those officers who killed themselves just days afterwards. We should honor their heroic service on January 6th, but they did not die in the line of duty. And it is a disservice to the memory of police officers who actually have been killed in the line of duty to say otherwise. This brings us back to Officer Jeffrey Smith, whose suicide on January 15th of 2021 is the second and most immediate reason for discussing this uncomfortable topic. Now, at that, we're going to take a quick break and pick it up uh, here in just a couple of moments as we continue our Friday road show sponsored by Affordable Towing live here from Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sharing a piece, it's actually from back in March. Andy McCarthy written about the number of police officers killed in the line of duty on January 6th and how that number is zero. And the reason that this is important is because the, the media and others, for political purposes, purposefully mislead people into thinking that that happened. That on that day, in the U.S. Capitol, there were six police officers or five or seven, depending on whom you listen to, that were killed by rioters. And that is just not true. So he writes, this brings us to Officer Jeffrey Smith, whose suicide on January 15th of 2021 is the second and most immediate reason for discussing this uncomfortable topic. Officer Smith was apparently injured during the riot, but he was soon cleared well enough to even return back to work. The day he was supposed to go back to work, he shot himself in the head. He was found in his Ford Mustang, which had rolled over and down an embankment along the George Washington Parkway off the Potomac River. Yet media reporting is now portraying his suicide as a line-of-duty death, the line of duty being his service during the Capitol riot, which was nine days earlier. As NBC News News put it in a headline, quote, D.C. police officer's suicide on January 6th riot declared line of duty death. Declared by whom? As we dig into the story, we learn that this finding was made by the D.C. Police and Firefighters Retirement and Relief Board. This is a bureaucracy of the District of Columbia's government that deals with benefits and insurance coverage issues for police and firefighters. It is not the D.C. Metro Police Department itself. It is not an investigative agency or prosecutor's office that has the authority to actually allege that Officer Smith was killed in the line of duty. Nor has any such agency or office formally even accused anyone criminally or civilly of killing Officer Smith while he was in the line of duty. 
In the end, this is a story about insurance coverage. In that context, no one with a shred of human compassion would object to what the board has done. If it were not for the political use that has been made of the Capitol riot, the board's decision would best go unnoticed. But, of course, the political determination to exaggerate the lethality of the riot is real, so it cannot go unnoticed. Or go uh, unnoticed. As if it were not heartbreaking enough that her husband died in shocking circumstances at the age of 35, Erin Smith subsequently learned while waiting waiting in line at a pharmacy that she was no longer covered by her late husband's medical insurance. Apparently, in accordance with its legal conditions, the coverage terminated because Jeffrey Smith died by his own hand, not while performing his duties. So not surprisingly, this awful development agitated powerful people who were already outraged over the riot when Erin Smith filed a claim with the Retirement and Relief Board for full death benefits, including insurance coverage, she had lawmakers' strong endorsement. The board has now agreed to go ahead and deem Smith's death a line-of-duty incident. That conclusion means that she now qualifies for full death benefits. NBC reports that, in a letter the network has reviewed, the board wrote, quote, Based on evidence submitted by the petitioner and the department, we find that Officer Smith sustained a personal injury on January 6th while performing his duties and that this injury was the sole and direct cause of his death. There is video evidence that Officer Smith was assaulted during the riot, including being struck with what NBC describes as a metal pole. His wife says... He was in pain and not himself in the days after the riot. Nevertheless, the Metro Police had cleared him to work on January 15th, the day he ultimately took his own life. D.C.'s former chief medical examiner speculated to NBC that because Smith had no prior history of mental health problems, there must have been a direct cause and effect relationship between the line of duty work trauma he suffered on January 6th and his death nine days later. For argument's sake, let's stipulate that that is true. Whatever this relationship was, it's simply not possible that any injury Smith sustained on January 6th was the sole and direct. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that were cloudy, 52 for a high today, a 50% chance of rain tonight, down to 42. Cloudy with a slight chance of rain tomorrow, 45, partly sunny, 44 on Sunday. Now, we had a signal drop out, and so we jumped over to traffic there. But, um, you know, the the finality of the piece I was sharing with you from March of, of um, 2022, or was it even 2021, in National Review by Andrew McCarthy, was regarding the false claim that police officers lost their lives in the the line of duty uh, on January 6th. And while there was one declaration of line of duty, it was for insurance purposes uh, that that was done because the the widow had been cut off of her insurance because he killed himself and it wasn't in the line of duty. And, you know, just because of all the circumstances, the board went ahead and and that uh, deals with the insurance and benefits and said, oh, yeah, okay, it was the line of duty. You can turn the insurance back on. So it was so his widow could get her prescription drugs filled, which I think most people are probably fine with. And I imagine that many people 
will respond to the factual information regarding this by saying, well, but still, I mean, it was still a horrible thing. Okay, that's fine. But that doesn't mean we have to lie about it. It doesn't mean that we have to exaggerate about things. This is the thing about news that apparently a lot of people have forgotten. When somebody, maybe I'm just naive here, if I am a consumer of a news product, I believe that after I am presented with a story, I should be able to accurately understand what happened. I think that's fair. Is that not fair? Now, again, I haven't paid tens of thousands of dollars to go to journalism school, so maybe the point of journalism is something different. Maybe the point of journalism is to present a a set of information to people, whether it is audibly or in written form or visually, and have them believe something else happened that didn't actually happen. Perhaps that is what they teach in school today. But I'm simple enough. Perhaps, again, naive enough to think that an, a, 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 a sign of successful journalism is if the person that you provide the information to knows what happened. And when you have these reports claiming that six police officers died on January 6th, or they... What they do is they use verbiage that they can claim is technically accurate, even if it's not. But in opinion, they can say, well, we said died due to the Capitol Six riots, which, again, is inaccurate. And I would argue legally, in a legal context, that's not a matter of opinion, because if that were the case, there would be somebody charged with some of those deaths. Because if I cause someone's death, even if I don't... uh, put my hands around their throat, but I indirectly caused their death, I can still be held accountable if I was doing something illegal while it happened. And I think that's what it really boils down to in terms of the most simplistic understanding of this this entire situation, is if these police officers really truly died as a result of actions by people On January 6th in the Capitol, why has no one been charged? Why has there been no search warrants, be on the lookouts for? You can't claim that it's because, well, they don't know who did it. Because we're told it was in the Capitol. And as we know, there's tens of thousands of hours of footage. That footage has been used to track down people all over the country, including a number of people right here in Springfield. There isn't a, you, you had uh, people in this country narking on their family members because their family members were there. You're telling me that there wasn't a single person in this country who called law enforcement, who called the FBI or the Department of Justice to report that their husband, friend, cousin, brother-in-law, a neighbor uh, was involved in the death of police officer so-and-so? Even from a broader perspective, the insurrection itself is an example of this uh, apparent willingness to not think simply on these issues. 
and the term insurrection is constantly used, yet not a single person has been charged with insurrection. Because that is an insurrection's not just a verb. Insurrection that is a crime. It is an actual crime. And while there are a handful of individuals infiltrated and pulled along by the FBI who were charged with conspiracy to commit sedition, there is not a person that has been charged with or even legally accused of insurrection. And so think about that for a moment. The two gravest sins that are promoted out there, the, the, the two gravest accusations that are, are constantly pushed out there and will be today, because make no mistake of it, the Democrats are going to make a big hoopla over this. This is their Christmas but those two gravest instances, one, insurrection, and two, the killing of all these police officers, yet of those alleged crimes, not a single person has been accused legally of doing those things. That should tell us something. That's what some people might call a clue. Coming up, there are stories coming out of China that there is a COVID crisis. Beijing hospitals... It's gotten so bad, they've run out of beds. Families are being forced to burn bodies in the streets. It is total and utter chaos. Now, I've got some suspicions about this that I want to share coming up as we continue the Friday Road Show. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line is 447-KSGF, live from Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Flores plus Nix in Springfield. I was uh, over at the Nix location yesterday. Just stopped by. They were actually, you know, Flores plus has floors, and they were laying down some new floors within their own facility. And so um, uh, that that location was temporarily shut down. So I swung by and you know just to chat with them. And I'm telling you guys, you <laughs> these are. If you want to say, quote, our folks, I, I mean, they, they are just KSGF through and through. Not not in terms of the station, but just who we are. They're just such a, a riot. Love those guys. And, um, and I, I'm just a firm believer because I've seen it over and over and over again. If you're a good, hardworking, honest, ethical person who just believes in the dignity of hard work, then you're going to put out good service and product. And it's why I recommend them. It's why I have been recommending. It's why I used Floors Plus. Uh, so whether it's the Nixa, the Springfield location, of course, gosh, I guess uh, eight months, a year now, maybe somewhere around. It's been open for quite some time. Well, I think it's been about a year now coming up. Um, either of those locations are going to get taken care of. And I asked uh, Rob. The owner. I said, now, you guys are still doing 12 months, 0% financing. He's like, we're always doing 12 months, 0% financing. I said, okay, I just wanted to make sure. And with interest rates going up and, you know, a lot of times it's the sort of thing same, some people may take out a HELOC on or they may do the uh, uh, credit card. But those rates keep going up and up and up. Not with Floors Plus, 0% financing, 12 months. So stop by and find out what it is that they can do for you. And like I said, they're just they're great people. China COVID crisis, Beijing hospitals running out of beds, forcing patients to rest on stretchers, lay on the hallway floors as COVID-19 infections run rampant in the country, stretch thin the public health sector resources, 
a healthcare worker in Beijing's Sheyang Hospital's emergency room, was allowed to speak to the Financial Times, saying, quote, We have no beds, we have no oxygen, we have a room full of sick people waiting. China has watched as cases of COVID-19 spiked following the rollback of the country's zero uh, COVID policy as the abrupt shift occurred without any increase in vaccinations. Instead, officials tried to simply bolster hospitals in anticipation of new COVID wave by establishing hundreds of fever clinics to increase testing. The hospitals were not prepared for how significant the wave uh, ended up being, with hospitals in eastern Beijing packed with new arrivals and unable to properly sequester them. One report even suggested hospitals have told patients to bring your own bed due to the shortage. Pictures that were allowed to be taken by the Associated Press show an old woman bent over with oxygen mask in the hallway as they wait for the triage from doctors. Dr. Mark Siegel, professor of medicine at NYU Langone Medical Center and a Fox News medical contributor told Fox News the resulting wave of COVID-19 infections shows that the zero COVID strategy backfired. As soon as they released the, the policy, there was rampant spread of highly contagious subvariant XBB, so forth, so forth, so forth. Now, I, I, I'm always looking at things with a suspicious suspicious eye. I'd like to think not a paranoid eye, but a suspicious eye, because I don't look for any sort of ulterior motive, but I evaluate whether there potentially could be and weigh whether or not that makes sense. And what I thought was really interesting about this report is that it is very contrary to how it is or how it was that China was allowing the media to cover the COVID situation they had originally. If you may recall, there was, I mean, it was shut down. The only information we had in the world about what was going on in China was what China allowed us to see. And that was pretty much nothing. We would just hear reports. We would hear reports of, of you know, the entire city of Wuhan on lockdown. Um, we, some of you may had, had listened at the time, a friend of mine I've been friends with for, oh gosh, 25 years probably. And, and she lived in China for the longest time. Her husband is Chinese. Their family is in China. And they barely got out of there in time to get back to the United States. And it was before it was a big deal. We had her on the show. It was before it was a, a real big deal here yet. And everyone was still trying to figure out what was going on. And China was saying, it's all under control. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. And so we had her on the show talking about how, you know, they knew. Like, they, they, they knew something was going on. And that was before anyone was even talking about a Wuhan lab leak. And, and she said, yeah, my niece in China said everyone there knows it was a, it came from the Wuhan lab. But the, and, and, and she made the comment that one thing that the Chinese government, they're good about, is shutting everything down. I mean, they are very good at that. Shutting down people, shutting down information. And so we knew nothing. All of the sudden, China is inviting the Associated Press in, the Financial Times in, all of these international media outlets. 
They're having them take pictures of all of these people, these crowded hospitals. They they are allowing their medical professionals to talk to them about how horrible this is, how they don't know what they're going to do. Things are so bad. Families are having to burn their the bodies of their loved ones in the streets. And so my thought is why? What what is going what's the difference here? Why is it in the beginning China did not want us to know what failures they were experiencing when it came to dealing with COVID. And now, apparently, they're like, this is so out of control, we can't control it. My God, come, everybody come here, report to the world what's going on. So I try to explore, what could a possible motivation be? One possible motivation could be China's recognition as to how it was that the United States government reacted last time COVID was in its big freakout moment, and that was nearly destroy our economy, shut everything down, shut down small businesses, put people out of business, arresting people for taking their kids to the park. It, it created a massive push in a totalitarian direction by many people in government, which, because of the nature of our country and our citizens, led to a huge rift, not just between the government and the people, but the people and the people. Because, as you know, there were many people that were willing to become the robots of the government. The, the I mean, right here in, you may remember, there were 9 they told people to call 911. If you see somebody out of compliance. I mean, this is what they did to us. This is how they tore us apart, pitted us against one another, literally had family members calling and reporting on family members to the government. And it was a, a moment that caused a tremendous amount of harm. I mean, more than a moment tremendous amount of harm to this country and i can't help but wonder is that what's going on here now i i believe that china does clearly have a, a, a tremendous outbreak but they did before so it's not about whether or not they're telling the truth or not telling the truth it's like why are they putting out this now because in for the The information that comes out of China is the information that China wants to come out. Unless it, you know, it sneaks out through other means. This is how we've learned about the concentration camps and so forth. But this clearly, the Chinese government has brought in the associate, you know, they're in the hospitals. They are talking on the record to medical professionals. That is happening because the Chinese government has decided they want the world to see this. And what, you know, whether this this would be just for the sole purpose of further doing damage to the United States because of the way that right now the Democrats deal with these issues and how they want to shut us down and, and further causing these divisions, or if it's for a more calculated reason to do that, like, for example, you know, all right, we're going to 
go ahead and, and take Taiwan. And before we do that, we want to make sure the United States is as weak as possible and has as much strife as possible and are as, uh, you know, focused on what's going on domestically as possible. So, so one way to do that is let's create the COVID freak out again. There may be other reasons for it. Some people will say it's conspiracy theory. Listen, I'm just, this is the one thing that I think most everyone can agree on. The only reason that the Associated Press is releasing these photos, the only reason that you have people within China allowed to tell the Financial Times and these other international news outlets that things are this horrible to the point people are having to burn their dead family members' bodies in the streets is because the Chinese government wants the world to know that's going on. And there's got to be some reason for that. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Oh, 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 hey, everyone, it's Sarah Myers. Oh, you didn't want to turn up? Well, I was used to that being your mic. Well, maybe I need to be like Christy. Am I on? Am I on? Am I on? Well, you're oh. one crutch. Yeah, bless her heart. I know. Is she coming to happy hour? She said she was going to, she talked like she was going to make it. Oh, I hope she does. Um, okay, well, do you own a home out there? That probably means that somewhere along the line, you're, segue. I know, <laughs> uh, somewhere along the line, you're probably going to need a, a home repair or some type of maintenance. It just happens. Uh, you know, sometimes it can be a big item. Maybe you have some issues with your crawl space. Maybe some mold pops up. Maybe you have a leak that was left untreated and it's become a serious issue. Well, who do you call for those problems that arise? Well, that's why I want to recommend my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and they do a variety of home repairs and maintenance. They can help you out with a lot of those big name issues. Or maybe uh, you're like me, and me and the husband, we sat on the couch at night, and we kind of noticed some things that we would like done. Oh, maybe we should get some crumb molding or maybe... Maybe we should get some new light fixtures. And next thing you know, we have this long list of, yeah, that, maybe a a bathroom inside the house. (laughs) I'm tired of the outhouse. (laughs) Um, But we have like a a small honey-do list of things, but we just don't have time to complete those. Well, Beatles Property Maintenance can definitely help you out with that small honey-do list as well. So whether you find yourself needing some of those big repairs or just some small ones, Beatles Property Maintenance is the company that you can trust. You can find all their contact information housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. Mars Candy is releasing the first all-female pack of M&Ms, supporting women flipping the status quo. The candy maker is celebrating women who are flipping the status quo with limited edition female packages of M&Ms, according to Mars. It's releasing first-ever pack of M&Ms, spotlighting this dynamic female characters. Head of International Women's Day, Mars said the limited edition packs will feature its green, brown, and purple female colors. According to the candy company, its trio of female characters will be the first united uh, representation together. Yeah, you're a woman. The way that that is wrote, it kind of sounds like cannibalism. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, nothing (laughs) says... Um, demonstrating uh, the holding up of women, like having little chocolate candies. <laughs> I well, my which is probably the obvious question is how do they know that they're female? Hey, M&Ms? That's a good point. Who are they to tell those M and M's what gender they are? News in sixty seconds. I'm Nick Reed.